Welcome to the show. I'm Genesee. I'm Eric. I'm Daniel. I'm Dave. I'm Tinzian. And this is Death to Fortis Honor. <laughs> Never mind. I'm I'm too tired for this shit. <laughs> Ha ha. Ha 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 ha. Ha. Annihilation, Jim. Total, complete, absolute annihilation. The gravity is so much stronger on the southern continent. Are you sure she doesn't have to spread friendship and magic as part of her daily morning routine? (laughs) That's 12th level, I think. Not even whisper or utter my name in your last moments. <laughs> that totally defeats the purpose. Cesar, do you have any sun rods still, or <laughs> bring out your rods, old man? Private confrontation. Not like that. Maybe some discipline. <laughs> Had his hands in all of Cesar's junk. For six <laughs> oh wait, that's not what I meant. <laughs> wow, we have a title. That's wrong. That's really wrong. (laughs) What? We need dice for this game? (laughs) Welcome to the show. I'm Genesee. I'm Eric. I'm Daniel. I'm Dave. And I am living in a prime material plane, because I'm a prime material GM. And this is Death Before Dishonor. Today is Friday, April 5th, and this is episode 105 in a weekly series following a group of friends playing Dungeons and Dragons, hosted by the Gray Area Podcast. Last week we got into some major trouble, and I'm going to let Tinzian catch us up on what's going on, so Dungeon Master, you are a go. The party had a wonderful, wonderful time starting to learn how to play with their new friend, the mobile sphere of annihilation uh thorn came to a dramatic set of uh, reactions and closed the chest that was containing the image of wolf however the sphere remained due to some uh contests of well basic contests of wills in this point in case um Cesar has made a couple uh, bits of scientific study and has proceeded to realize that, you know, maybe this isn't quite his doctorate level class just yet. When the party left off, well, uh, I should say when the party was about to be left off into the brink of annihilation, Bert, the trusted Ionstone shadow-hating companion of Xanatari uh, was finally let loose by Xanatari from its orbit around her head and was allowed to interact with the sphere. There was a um, large flash of light, an absence of noise, and then apparently Bert talking and uh, offering some insight into this present situation. Do you want to hear Bert talking? Actually, yes. Let's hear Bert talking again. Okay. Unformed children, why do you struggle so with this insignificant dark race? 
The true battle lies within the creation and destruction of the elements, not this petty bickering over territory. Rage is well and good, and these dark people wend it well. But there are many diverse options for the enlightened. Don't mistake my physical form for weakness of the mind or anything other than contained creation. There is order here you cannot fathom. Thank you to Tushar Zero on Twitter, one of our listeners, for providing that bit of sound work. What the party sees once the voice is over, the light is gone, is a half-and-half sphere of black and white. One side, the side that uh, is white like Bert, is emanating a strong, clean, pure white glow. The other side, which was the sphere of annihilation, is not allowing any sort of uh, illumination from its lighter half to exist. So, Sanitari. Bert having gone temporarily Super Saiyan to probably something over 9,000 experience points. Uh, Let's start with you in terms of um, the evening. Okay, I think where I left off last was uh, I was approaching the sort of amalgamation of Bert and Dark Bert. (laughs) What do we call him? Bolt. Bort, no. No, I don't think a new name had been picked last week. Treb? No, was we... his name Treb? Treb? Or Tread or something. Bert backwards. What is that? Treb. 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 Or Tread. Treb. Whatever. Treb. Treb okay. is Dark Bert. So I was approaching him and Bert and trying to get to the center point of where the flashing singularity was. Okay. And I kind of think I was close when we had just left off. Yes. Does that mean his new name is Trebert? I don't know what will happen, so I can't say, but... Quantum physics are in flux right now. It's a little tough to name the wild-ass particle that is present. Um, yes, so I think you this puts you probably about four feet away from this amalgamation. Mm-hmm. Do you, at this point in time, attempt to interact with it in any way, or just kind of study and... Well, it had stopped at the light side when I was right in front of it, or at least I had I had reached that center as the light side came. What I think I was doing is I was going to try to reach out and take it or, like, interact with it. So okay. I am attempting to do that. Um, as you reach out towards the light side, you feel a kind of a feeling of, of, of warmth and security. Mm-hmm. But how how would you feel sort of like a, a raw energy coming from it that it's probably not going to be the same surface that you are used to touching? Okay. Oh, so it's not kind of like giving you a, a warning signal, but it's a, it's a whole lot of unknown. Do you still try to touch it, or do you try to use your, your mind to... Do something with it. Yeah, I'm going to try to ascertain, like, if I'm talking to Bert here, or if there's, like, if I'm getting, like, a feel of Bert's general, you know, intellect off of it. Okay. Um, go ahead and roll an insight, please. 
21. Okay. Uh, you feel that there is, at this moment, a strong presence of Bert. Mm-hmm. But there's something else there. Something unfinished. Something very, very hungry. That has a purpose. Okay. Is this something that's dangerous to me? Like, I, I feel threatened by this? Not from the Bert, but you feel that you potentially could be overwhelmed in a, in a way with this kind of catalyst that you might have to deal with. Okay. But it doesn't feel like you are, that the bird is going to fry you where you stand. Okay. Um, I still want Bert back. I want to do whatever I can to see if Bert has defeated this strange dark orb. Um, okay. So I, I guess I'll pause there and see um, if Bert, I'm still shocked by the fact that Bert speaks okay. and the level of intelligence he has. So I will stop there. Okay. We'll come back to you next time around mm-hmm. and give you some more info. Uh, let us go to uh, Sabre. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> she's kind of just standing there holding her breath watching Xanatari interact with this thing. Um, I think I'll. she'll probably just wait and see what happens at this point. Okay. You are still in contact with your outside sources, correct? Mm, yeah, I don't think I. They unless they disconnected. So yeah, you, they're they have not hung up. Uh, in the last session, you were sort of left out on a limb in terms of they didn't have much information to give you because you're of course out in this great unchild uncharted uh, wilderness of problem. Mm-hmm. Do you try to fill them in? Um. <laughs> or do you withhold He's like, no, and... screw you. You didn't save me. You can just as, hang there. As what Xanatari just... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she'll start... I guess while she's watching, she'll relate what happened okay. to them. I, su- I sort of have the image of, like, Sabrae lying down, like, holding her head in, in one hand, so, like, sort of kicking her heels and going, So what you doing? <laughs> <laughs> We found this totally weird thing today. Oh my god! god. You oh, hang on. Oh up. my god! Is it you? Hang no, you hang on. No, you. No, you hang on. No, you. Hey, I'm getting a pizza. Do you guys want to go with me? <laughs> it followed me across the room. Can I keep it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Uh, so you're going to stand there and watch. And yep. Lynn, okay. Good evening, Thorn. Good evening, Dungeon Master. What would you like to do? I believe you're still over by the chest, right? Um, I was, but I'm I'm very disappointed that <laughs> nothing happened. I man- I managed to turn a light off. Um, I have I do have a question, and this is something that sort of goes back a couple of episodes. But the reason I've been acting this way is because of um the 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 corruption that I have the from the old god. How is that influencing me at the moment? Like, is there some way that I can not so much remove it, but repress it? Or, like, am I still being affected by this? Okay. Uh, Two pieces of info. The first being, uh, you're so used to the knowledge of traps and having seen a bunch of traps go off and everything else, that 
maybe closing the chest stopped a rude Goldberg type. A rude? He's a rude? Rube. <laughs> okay. Rube Goldberg. He's so Yet another word I apparently can't pronounce due to my Yankee accent. <laughs> that's <laughs> he's wonderful. Okay. He's hor- hor- Adding rude. another to the list. The, the, the horror hover. <laughs> I don't know how the hell you're going to make Rube into something fun for a t-shirt versus hover horror, but hey, <laughs> you bastards will try. Mm-hmm. Um, you think it's it's possible to consider, Thorne, that by you closing the chest, you stop the process or a portion of a process that could have been going on. You really won't know unless you open the chest again, but there's you kind of stopped some stuff. Potentially. Okay. Um, the corruption was lower before you um, had gotten into this room and had been doing some, you know, efforts to try and contain that. But the presence of such a dignitary as Lolth, in whatever form that was, and along with this chest, there's. Something down that great, that large grate that's in the room. Mm-hmm. It sort of compels you in terms of the um, sphere. Okay. Um, I guess in that case, I'll. I'm going to go over to it and I'm going to go have a look. What are you going to go have a look at? The grate. Oh, okay. I'm going to follow the compulsion, and which will lead me to the grate, I believe. Okay. Um, the grate is approximately six feet by six feet. Mm-hmm. Coming up from it is warm thermal vents. Uh, it is lit. There is some sort of, um, glow as if from a geothermal sort of source or some other flickering type lights. Mm-hmm. I can see Sabre, who is our geothermal engineer, going, <laughs> you are so full of shit, GM. You don't know what the hell you're talking about. I would never say I that. I would GM. <laughs> I like my character. I'm not trying to shove my finger up my gum. <laughs> I, reje- I, I reject the reject your, I would reject your fake ex- explanation and tell you to fuck off and figure something else out. <laughs> I reject Sabre's reality and replace it with my own. <laughs> Dude, there's a light. It's flickering. Um... There are handholds, a ladder set into um, the grate as well, and it appears that the entire shaft goes down a pretty considerable distance, and there is a lock. Okay. Um, Now, is the grate, I know it's six foot by six foot, is it split down the middle, is it hinged on the sides? Is my Xbox going to turn itself off? No. I should probably do that at some point. Uh, okay, so I'm going to lift up, uh, attempt to lift up one side of the grate and and see whether I can get in. Okay, are you going to try and pick the lock? Yeah, I, I think I will. And since um, I'm Scottish, that's lock. I just wasn't, I was asking, is it a lock now, or is it like a lock? <laughs> like there's water. A lock. What? Ach, a lock. <laughs> um, now, if I pick the lock... Is there going to be a Loch Ness Loch? You can't even say it. A Loch Ness. <laughs> you can't say it. 
<laughs> there is not a damn R within either of those words. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going to pick the lock. <laughs> the lock. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, okay, uh, let's see. Into the ditch. 14 plus a 14, this is 28. Yep. Uh, you are able to pick the item. <laughs> the lock. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, at this, at this the... point, anytime I say that word, we're going to need to have like a funny sound effect that gets bleeped over. <laughs> we, should, we should have like a Scottish swear over the top. <laughs> Don't even start. All right. Um, <laughs> okay. So uh, I'm going to like silently uh, celebrate the fact that I'm not ab- absolutely crap at thievery, um, and open the gate. At least I can open something. That's that's the main thing. <laughs> so yeah, I'm going to open the gate. Um, or lift one side of it up at least, and. Uh, I think uh, lean over the edge. I'm gonna lean over the edge and stick my head my head in into the actual pit and have a look. <laughs> oh, it's always worked so well when you've leaned over the eh? top of really deep objects. Well, at least I'm not like. If the, is there a chain leading down into the pit? I'll p- happily perform acrobatics. The last time I think you flipped and died, didn't you? I have to bro- had to bring you back to life. Something horrible happened. I I was I was close to death. I was on one hill. Yes, I recall. Yeah. You realize that the pit, once you're once you're doing your examination, the light from below is not a natural light. There's something going on down there because you hear, because you've got your special enhanced hearing, the sounds of multiple screams. And by multiple, I mean a couple hundred somethings over the course of um, 30 seconds or so, screaming and that sound wafting up from far below. Well, that's that's one of my curiosity. Um, I'm going to start descending. Okay. And to answer Xanatari's under-the-table question, you're not quite sure that this is another way out. It's just another way for Thorn to go. Okay, um, Cesar. Yes. Before we get into being another sound Cesar? file. Yes. Yes. What would you like to do? Um, so what is the, 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 uh, Oreo doing now? <laughs> that is an awesome the, name. The yin yang symbol. What's it doing? Uh, floating in the air. The okay. light side of it pointed towards Xanatari. All right, so it's stationary. It's not rotating or moving. At the moment, it uh, is stationary. There's some optical effects to it that might make you think that it could be either spinning extremely fast and just appearing okay. to be one way. Right, but, but the, the areas of light and dark are stationary, at least to the human or shifter yes. eye or yes. elf, Aladrin eye. Okay. <laughs> Um, or 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 poor geothermic explanation GMI <laughs> geothermic do, do um do we all happen to be in the light side of it or are, is there one or more of us in the dark side? Uh, I think based on where people were, 
Um, I think everyone is in the light side at the moment. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and we all heard Bert, right? Yes. Just to clarify. Okay. Um, Cesar will go, uh, Bert, are you still there? There's no audible response from Bert. Mm-hmm. Um, but you two feel sort of that sense of energy and desire to create, but also the desire to consume. Okay. Um, Cesar then chuck something else at the the orb. Which side are you going for? <laughs> well, throwing things all the time. Well, we're on the light side, so just at it. I'm not going to try to hook a boomerang shot around it or something. I'll just throw it at it. You know, okay. I guess the light side. Um, the whatever you throw, the, the, the doodad or the hee-haw or the what yeah. you call it. Um, I guess you throw an entire what's it. country show at it, but whatever. Um, the item touches it. Okay. And turns into a moat of almost pure white. It kind of gains that illumination. Uh, if you think of the classic Japanese animes or even some of the more newer ones where they've kind of got the bonfire in the scene, but there are these large embers and bits mm-hmm. of light. But sort of turns into um, that before kind of snuffing out. So I uh, still don't want to touch it then. Have any control over it? Mm, I haven't tried to control it. I'm just trying to see what it is. All right. Hmm. Well, uh, I'm not sure if it poses a, a threat to uh, us currently. It doesn't seem to be gravitating towards one or the other of us, but uh, I don't know if you'd be willing to, to leave it here in stasis without your, your trusty companion, who seems to have a bit more to him than we thought. Yeah, but I'd rather not uh, just consider it a wash and leave him. Didn't, didn't think so. So, what to do, what to do? Hmm. We don't have anything else at it. Stop throwing things at him. <laughs> this is not helpful. We don't have any additional sound bites at this point in time, but you know we may down the line. But there's a response after asking the question of you know what to do with it or if it if it's a threat or not. But you hear the same voice, and this time it has a slightly uh, no pun intended, darker edge to it, but sort of a grittier sounding um, question or statement of revenge. It says revenge? And on the other side, because this is kind of that, that uh, orbiting thing that I was kind of saying, how it appears to the human eye or shifter eye, Right now, it appears to be saying in the same place. But that sound seems to be kind of whipping around. And as it kind of comes halfway across the room, there's um, the same voice that you heard before, exactly the same, for Bert, with the word redemption. And that also kind of whips around. Okay, so there's still some sort of battle going on or some sort of duality to this creature does it seem as though there's they're struggling against each other or does it seem as though there's a fusion it seems that there is a question of purpose at the moment ah it's asking okay 
<sighs> well, let's see. Things I have that would be helpful. Um, I have a nice wisdom and intelligence, but not so much charisma or any of those other talents that would be perhaps persuasive enough to convince him to choose one side or the other. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had redemption and revenge. Redemption, though, means that and that word's an interesting choice. Mm-hmm. On one hand, this device was released apparently as some sort of doomsday cash. Okay. On the same other hand, Bert's always just kind of been doing his own thing except when there's shadows involved. Mm-hmm. He's never had really a purpose or an explanation to really anything before. Okay. Huh. Well, um, he's looking to redeem himself by counteracting all the previous death he's caused, this dark orb. Um, I think that I can help him with that. So hmm? I, I guess, um, I don't know, I think I already used my daily. Um, mm-hmm. Although I do have cure light wounds still, and cure okay. serious wounds. Um, so I guess I would use my minor action to create water... And I okay. would have the water splash onto Bert and okay. do sort of a little baptism. Okay. I'll cure light wounds on him. I don't think he's injured, but the fact that there's a prayer and a divine healing, if he's looking for some sort of counter to all of the harm he's caused, healing would probably be maybe where he wants to go. So I guess okay. just kind of an indication of, hey, <laughs> options. So... A question has been asked, and you have answered with positive energy. Yes. Okay. There is another extremely bright white flash within the um, within the room as the energy hits, and the water is poured over it, and whatever happened to the water is lost in the flash. The edges of where there's the light and the darkness... The darkness amount is less, um, the darkness part is less than before, Mm -hmm. but you still get the question asked to you again. And this time the sphere starts to move towards the grate. Okay, maybe he needs answers from you guys. That's what I'll say out loud. Yeah, I'll give a brief explanation for what I just did so they don't think I'm crazy throwing water at a sphere, although we have seen Cesar through random gears at the sphere the entire time. Um, but I'll explain that and then, I guess, say to you guys, you, know, you might have to make some sort of gesture here. By the way, Xanatari, mm. um, your daily power when you do this, mm-hmm. if any of you have burned your dailies... Mm. Your dailies come back. Woohoo! Whoa. And any wounds that you happen to have or conditions are restored. Yay! But for the next couple of turns, which for the party, if they get into combat, would probably be an entire episode, you're going to be rather hypersensitive to. Um, any sort of further healing 
actions and that it may actually do you harm. You just seem kind of very supercharged. Your your cells seem very supercharged. Your Didi, by the way, Xanatari, is kind of having a bit of a freak out. <laughs> He's been kind of freaking out the entire time. Yes. This you're kind of at a uh you've walked into that meeting that is far above your pay grade. <laughs> but you're now the one having to give you know, to, to kind of drive the meeting. So you get a feeling that there is confidence, but that anything that you do here, the name of Xanatari is going to potentially echo further, much further than just this room. <laughs> Nothing like being set up to the destroyer of the world. <laughs> okay. Sabre. Yes. Uh, uh, thorns, Antari, floating orb of death. Okay. <laughs> um, how far is the orb? Is the orb steadily moving towards the grate, or is it just kind of moved a little bit? Um, it is in the process of floating over towards the um, the opening. So it's moving. Perceptibly, but it's not sort of going zip. Not fast. Okay. Yeah. She'll listen to what Xanatari had to say about the healing energy that she used and decides that she's going to try to do her own. Okay. And draws her sword out and walks over towards the sphere and tries to keep within... She'll raise her hand up to it and try to keep within about six inches. Not touching it, but just kind of walk through there. Light side or dark side? Uh, the light side. Okay. And she will use the daily power in her sword to try to channel that divine energy into the spear. Okay. And what is your daily power for your sword? Okay. It is called the Sacrifice of Elastrae. For the period of one full turn, you will channel an entire radiant energy into a target. If uh, your goddess agrees to this sacrifice, you will completely heal any of the, ta the target of any wounds up to full health. However, because every power comes with a price, you do take 2d12 damage channeling the radiant energy. Ouch. So, Oof. Okay. Oh, no, that's not bad. <laughs> Neither was that. Uh, 12 points of damage. So okay. as she's doing this, she'll kind of grit her teeth a little bit and cringe. But she continues to channel. Sabre, do you happen to have uh, the description of Illustrae around? Uh, not on me, but I could probably do it pretty good from memory. Okay. Um... Behind Sabre, as Sabre is doing this work, uh, go ahead and give it a description of the figure that appears also, this in this case, in a similar form to what was in the chest. Okay. Um, I would say then behind her appears a tall, white-haired, drow figure, uh, incredibly beautiful, uh, bathed in silver moonlight. Uh, very similar to Loth, but somewhat different. Uh, 
Um, and if she's appearing in traditional form, she's completely unclothed and with a song on her lips. Okay. So in other words, she's the chick from the other side of the tracks. Yeah. Okay. The good side of the tracks. I was going to say, well, how much more on the other side of the tracks <laughs> do you get than the drow? All right. Um, this figure looms probably by at least two feet over Sabre. And as the energy goes out, um, the figure seems to be trying to grab or ward something away from Sabre. And kind of, Sabre takes the damage, but there is another white pulse. But this pulse does not extend beyond Sabre. So sort of enveloped or prevented that flash from actually coming out into the party. Okay. The problem being, Sabre... Oh, no. (laughs) Yes? ...is that you have taken 24 more points of damage. Ow! Because you are hypercharged, but since you have uh, taken upon yourself to sacrifice in your deity's name you get the learning lesson instead of everybody else. (laughs) The figure, the figure after giving sort of a sad looking, um, gaze down at Sabre, who's just taken a double wallop, turns her gaze upon every single member of the party that remains up above. And you will find that your weapons start to glow with a silvery radiance, and you hear a lingering song that she was singing in your ears, but that the song also seems to be resonating a little bit with Bert. A portion of the black has vanished and been replaced with white, And this time, the question is more of redemption versus revenge. Does it keep heading towards the great? It keeps heading towards the great, but its movement is sort of distracted by um, it it moving along. The figure that is behind you, Sabre, Mm -hmm. turns and looks towards the great. A thorn? Yo. Down in the grate, the sound of the screaming mm-hmm. is replaced by a musical tune, a song, very ethereal. Oh. Oh boy, the, words, tunes. the words not making much sense at all. Mm-hmm. But you have an opportunity here to resist or make a sizable dent in the corruption of your character. If you should wish. When you say a sizable dent, are we talking removal? (laughs) 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 Are we talking... Or are we talking... Tiny moons instead of screens. Well, is this like the 19-inch pizza or getting (laughs) the full 24? (laughs) It seems... That that's that's a question that's up to um, Thorn. Right now, 
Thorne is being given an opportunity to make a choice of free will versus a deity slapping a demand or a statement upon Thorne. So this is left for <laughs> I, Thorne to decide for this point in time how to handle that aspect of the character, if he does at all. Um, I think given all this free will, my head would explode and i die. Therefore, I'm not having to make a choice and removing myself from the podcast. Um, you really put me in position, and I... <laughs> would you like some time okay. to think? No. Because I would like to make a a dent in the corruption. Okay. Please. I would like to remove said corruption. Okay. Would you like to offer a description of sort of how your mind is at first and then kind of take us in character through that or... Okay, probably the easiest way to describe it um, is Thorn is still very much a primal figure. You know, he's a shifter after all. So uh, the easiest way to describe it is imagine, if you will, a forest, and that forest is shadowed, dark, full of mist and fog, and you know you've got moss covering trees and vines strangling. You know, other bushes. Um, it's just, it's, it's not a pleasant place. The, the entire forest is being strangled. Mm -hmm. And, and this is what, this is kind of what Thorne sees in his own mind, um, or when he thinks of the architecture of the mind. Mm -hmm. And I think in order to process the, the removal of the corruption is, is like coming upon a clearing. And through that clearing is filtering, uh, in this case, uh, moonlight or the, I guess, the light of, is it Elastair? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he doesn't, he doesn't know who this light is, but, you know, given the, the, the amount of light that is coming from two different sources, it would kind of penetrate the, the, um, the canopy of the forest and, illuminate the single section and it looks healthy again it looks green um it's you know proper primal hunting ground as opposed to this choked mess and uh place of decay and and, and corruption and um thorn sees himself in in this forest sort of wandering lost and he comes across this this uh this opening this clearing and sort of steps into it and is he feels refreshed um and as he steps into it it's like the the clearing grows um the 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 trees around the edge are no longer strangled and choked they're you know beautiful pines pristine and you know covered with with uh dew from rain um you know the like the scent the scents that he's he's getting are, are you know pine needles um, fallen leaves, um, you know, just that, that proper s fresh smell, I guess. Kind of like someone's just f sprayed Febreze everywhere. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yiffic Febreze. 
had to be done. I'm, I'm not going to be this serious. Come on. Um, and I guess instead of he, he sort of resigned to the fact that he, he can't hold on to this but as he moves or continues to move through um, the forest of, of his mind he notices that things are, are changing subtly. They're, they're not no, there aren't vines everywhere. You know, there there isn't corruption and decay hanging from trees anymore. Essentially, I, yeah, it's um, it's it's basically like a a flood has, has sort of gone through one section and wiped away all the, all the 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 dirt, the grime, the corruption, and the decay, and and replaced it with just cleanness. Um. And it's it's an odd feeling. It's it's sort of a reconnection to the the primal spirit that you know belonged to his ancestor um, shifters that he he sort of lacked for so very very long. Okay. Do you choose to make a one step alignment change? Yes. Okay. You are at present true neutral. Uh, yes, I was neutral to begin with, yes. Okay. Which direction do you choose to step? Good. Okay. Um, lawful neutral or uh, chaotic neutral? Damn it. <laughs> do, 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 do. I'll, I'll take the money, Eddie. I'll take the money. Um, I will go... So it's lawful lawful neutral or chaotic neutral? Mm-hmm. Lawful neutral. Wow. Wow. Okay. Do you choose to take Illustray as... Your deity instead of your dark god. Uh, Entire, entirely your choice, by the way. Can I ask a question before I choose? Absolutely. What does Illustrae stand for? Like, what is she the god of? Why is Sabre? she a drow? Also a good question. <laughs> Sabre? Mm-hmm. Go ahead and rock, rock some legend and lore. Uh, Ellis Trey was Loth's daughter, who originally joined her in the Great Rebellion over Corellan when the elves first split, but she realized the folly of it and turned against her, and now she is the goddess of moonlight, the forest, and the dance, and she is committed to bringing the drow back into the light. So... I guess, uh, patron saint of dark things trying to be redeemed. That's a pretty uh, good explanation, yeah. In darkest day, in darkest <laughs> night, <laughs> no evil shall escape illustrious yeah. sight. <laughs> we have cool rings, dude. Come to the light side. <laughs> oh, man, but they've got cookies on the other side. Damn. <laughs> Um, yes, I choose Illustrate. Ah, oh, Sabre the Prophet. Okay. Converting now, everyone. 
you can this, here's here's something for you to think about, and you don't have to answer now, but just if if you want to think about it, does your desire for artifacts remain the same or somehow modify? Just think on that down the line here. But you hear in the back of your mind in a a bit of a note that you may be called upon to be the executioner. So I may be called on to be an, be the executioner. The executioner. Xanatari. Mm-hmm. We'll get to each other in just a moment. Can I finish up here real quick? There's just one other thing I was going to do. Before that was done, uh, just to kind of play out what happens when she gets blasted, basically. Um, when she takes that hit, she'll kind of gasp a little bit and go down to one knee and just kind of lean on her sword and just try to try to compose herself a little bit. Okay. That's only three points away from bloodied for me. <laughs> I'm sad there wasn't a ribbon dance. It's <laughs> a lot of damage. Would. It would punch, so... If I take okay. Illustray on, I'm not going to be dancing. Oh, Stipulation right oh, up. Oh. No, no, no. No <laughs> dancing. Oh, yes. No, no dancing. Have you seen the pictures coming out of China of dogs wearing stockings? That's not going to happen. <laughs> right now. No. No. Sombre, you hear in the back of your mind as your sacrifice is accepted... And before the figure starts to fade away, there's a lot of stuff happening in parallel here in a moment. Mm -hmm. You may be asked to become the Arbiter. You may have to defend something from the dark. Cesar? Hello. In parallel to all this junk going on, because there's some information I need to dump on you and dump on Xanatari. Right, dump away. Okay. The figure um, has appeared. Something has happened. And you find yourself feeling uh, actually quite positive about your experiences in the past, being in the slave pits. Mm -hmm. To the point where you feel studied for a moment and then told that you may have to be the judge. And this is all in my head, right? Yes. Scissor pictures himself wearing a, a funny wig. You'd be as cool as Judge Judy. <laughs> it gives, gives entirely new meaning to banging the gavel. Is orderly yes. conduct in the courts. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> Let's retire to my chambers. <laughs> Are those handcuffs a little snug? <laughs> okay. Do you have any reaction to this general thing? Because you've been kind of, unfortunately, been sitting off on the side for... Well, it's fine. Um, I mean... It's, it, it seems to me, I don't know if you explicitly said it, I might have missed it, that that's all, all of this is kind of within each character's mind and not really, you know, we're all not really privy to each other's experience at this point with this, am I correct? Would you like it to be private in each case, or would you want it announced? 
Uh, I don't know because you're 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 the second one. Um, Sabre, would you want yours announced or would you want yours private confrontation? <laughs> I think she'd probably keep it to herself. Okay, uh, Sazer. I would imagine the same because he's sort of. Um, Cesar's not really a very spiritual man. He uh, never really had much to believe in other than himself. Um, so he's not really too intimately familiar with in- interactions with deities or or sub-deities or whatever this is. So he's going to really internalize that and not really know how to take it at this point. So it's not going to be something that he's going to be broadcasting. Do you acknowledge the presence at all of the image? Sure. But, okay. You know, it's empirical. Okay. <laughs> um, the sphere, by the way, is now sort of looks like a uh, a cat's eye, all mm-hmm. white except for a slit of black. The eye of Sauron yeah. is upon us. <laughs> Seems like uh, you know, uh, we're all working to to uh, overcome this thing in their, in our own positive ways. So I haven't pulled out one of these in a while, but Cesar pulls out one of his orbs of uh, green goop, uh, mm-hmm. usually used to, to heal, and he uh, throws yet one more thing at the orb, just <laughs> with the intent of infusing it with something positive. Okay. Sabre. Mm-hmm. Pick someone in the party. So- to die. Who is going to roll a dice for you because potentially <laughs> the, 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 the large signs of um, you know, do not play with electricity are being played with again and you're potentially at a chance of having a system shock roll go. Oh. Who would you like to have roll the D6? I think let's do my new brother Thorn. <laughs> you cultists. <laughs> would you like high or would you like low? Let's go high. Okay. Go big or stay Thorn? home. Let me know if it's a four or four or higher on a D six, please. Alright, well, there goes nothing. Let's take a bite of the lucky biscuit. Mmm, <laughs> go okay. Ho ho. Three. Oh. Sabre, Sabre, Sabre. Game over, man. Game over. Actually, <laughs> no, because I didn't tell you for which side you were choosing your own fate for. <laughs> uh, re-roll, re-roll. <laughs> your sacrifice is compounded. And you are brought with the healing burst to the doorstep of Elastray's domain. Oh, no. It's a description of dying? (laughs) Pretty much he's gone beyond bloodied Ah. to, um, like, one potentially negative one hit points. Okay, 
Can I just ask, where is this damage coming from? Is it co- it's coming from the, the spell that he cast, but is it, like, actually something that's shooting him, like, or is it just, like, in his mind? Like, is this something that can be stopped externally, or is this all happening like, in his head? Um, the description after you had dumped um, healing magic, there was the flash. Careful. Mm-hmm. And that... Their, your bodies were now charged with a positive energy. Mm-hmm. I remember they that were additional, sensitive to healing. Yes, and <laughs> you guys keep chucking positive energy in, so it is reacting to the... Um, I guess what I'm asking is I have an immediate interrupt, and I would like to use it. I'm not sure if it will apply, but I'm going to guess it might. Um, because Scissor's chucking all these... Well, at this point, <laughs> chucking this stuff... <laughs> At Bert. I just have a fire hose of parts. <laughs> Chucking <laughs> things with Bert. Um, I would like to throw up my radiant armor, which is an immediate interrupt. Um, let's see. He's within five squares of me, I believe. And uh, he. this is, is just magical armor that kind of appears in the middle of the air like a shield between him and the thing that's going to hit him, which in this case would be the bounce back of healing energy. Um it, it, the description is, a foe's attack is suddenly blocked by a suit of shimmering radiant armor that fades as quickly as it appears. Uh, I will, I will, um, it just says the damage dealt to the target is reduced to zero and any other effects still apply. So I'm thinking this might help. The image of Illustre turns as you uh, flash this armor up in front of Sabre and the figure sort of looks at you, and then looks behind you, and as if looking at something that is there um, behind you. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Nods to whatever that is. There is not uh, is not sort of a, a bragful or boastful nod. It is respectful. But then looks at you, and there's a faint smile as if Aha. Uh-huh. What uh-huh. whatever, uh-huh. you know, what whatever is in that book of life of yours, you've just kind of gotten another check in that chapter. And you hear in your head you may be asked to become to be the jury. Court is now in session. <laughs> hey, that's hey. my job. <laughs> that's right. He's got to bang the gavel. Sabre? Mm-hmm. Uh, due to the interrupt, you are at the same state as you were before. Okay. And let's actually give you back 12 hit points. Woohoo! Okay. And the act of you gaining that back hurts you triple. <laughs> <laughs> you gain 12, lose 60. <laughs> um, Xanatari, you don't get the feeling that you are being um, mentally attacked with the voice. Mm-hmm. You were also not in any way asked for an alignment change or if you wish to take Illustray as your deity. Good deal. You are, however, asked to be very careful with your companion for a while. With Bert? There's no answer to that question. Okay. 
Does anybody wish to do anything prior to the figure starting to fade away? Did my uh, healing orb thing do anything to the the Oreo? The um, slit is a little bit thinner, but there's a feeling perhaps that um, it did not do all that much, but maybe not. Well, maybe the energy source needed to close that final bit isn't uh, present. Hmm. (laughs) He should keep throwing things. He should, Dave. There's there's still one party member that hasn't done anything. Fluffy, go! (laughs) Just jumps on Sabre. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, With that, if there's nothing else, um, then... Uh, Zanatari, would you take us out? Thank you for listening. You can find out more at DeathD4Dishonor.com. Subscribe on iTunes and find us on Twitter at DeathD4. Please take a listen to the Gray Area Podcast about advice and interviews on relationships between gamers at Genesee.com or SignalsMedia.com. Join us for our worldwide adventure. Stay tuned for next week as we continue our travels. This podcast is a part of the Signals Media All-Star Network. For more information on this and other fine shows, go to SignalsMedia.com. It's okay to stick our stuff in your ears. Really? Just while we've got on break. I did mute, didn't I? No, you always slam no. your headset down and then run. Hit the mute button on the on on the on my headset. Uh uh-uh. uh. So you heard the entire Xbox noises? All I heard was the the hitting headset. I didn't hear anything after that. Yeah, well it was muted. There you go. I was turning the Xbox off. It was making loud noises. You threw it with the force of power upon your desk that the sound wave traveled. Clear across the world <laughs> to the our ears. Oh, obviously, that that's the only explanation. Don't hit the mute button by slamming the headset down onto the mute button. FYI. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, so if I do this, then you're muted. You're to click. You're muted. Yeah, that's what I did before I put the headset down. Mute so. it and no, take I your didn't... headset off and hit the table with it. Do it like you always do at the speed you do it. <sighs> Fine. Nope, there wasn't there wasn't the sound this time. There mm-hmm. was the sound before. Before I believe it was tech support with Cesar. <laughs> <laughs> okay, doesn't matter. Let's continue. <laughs>